Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to episode 13. Sometimes I have to like really think about <laughs> what episode we're on. 13 of the Trudy Chats podcast. I'm so happy you are here and you continue to show up and hang out with us. Um, wanted to just say hi. <laughs> um, actually meant to have this episode up a little bit sooner than what it's coming up right now, but we had a little bit of a technical difficulty with the audio, but I think we got it all back together and we should be good to go. So before we get into today's episode, of course, wanted to touch base, say, hey, what's up? How are you? How you doing? Look in the mirror. What do you need today? Right? I mean, especially when it comes to the beginning of the year, it's really easy to have all of these big hopes and dreams, and that is a beautiful thing, but we want to be focusing, too, on the small things we can do every day. Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating enough food? Are you taking time to have you time, right? And that is something that I have been trying so hard to do more of in this last year because you can only give, give, give for so long before your body says hello, I'm over here. Don't forget about me. So with that, um, Sam and I are going to be doing a update episode and kind of jump in in real time um, to do a little uh, podcast that wasn't pre-recorded. Obviously, these intros are not pre-recorded either, but we had so many awesome episodes that we were able to record you know, within the last couple months. So it's just so nice to be able to get these out there and um, have introduced you guys to some new people. So what I wanted to touch base on today, um, speaking of, right, tapping in with yourself, finding, creating space for yourself. Today's episode is actually a really cool episode. This is um, Jeff Bramhall. Jeff, I was introduced to through Sam. So Sam is also on this episode as well. Uh, Jeff is a licensed massage therapist based, oh my gosh, based in Lawrence, Massachusetts. And he's also the owner of Just Breathe Manual Therapy. Um, his big motto is, uh, you know, that you deserve to live your best life. Um, it's possible for you for you to see a range of options that connect you to yourself and your world. And most important of all, that you have the tools within you to find that space and begin to heal. It was a really cool timing for this episode because it kind of went a different, not in a bad way, like a different direction than I think we originally thought. I thought we were going to be talking about just, you know, massage therapy techniques and different things that he does. But Jeff is so just deep and full of so much knowledge that I could have honestly chatted with him for a very long time. No wonder him and Sam are such good friends. Um, Jet, we really got into all different kind of things, especially whenever you're dealing with an injury or a setback and where our creating space within ourselves is so helpful. And then on top of that, we got really into meeting people where they are. And that for trainers can come in so many different forms, right? Like when a client comes in to work out with you and their story, taking in that whole person into account and meeting them where they are, right? Not every, there is not one client that has walked through the gym doors that I have done the same thing with on day one, right? Or, or every time they walk in, what's going on, where they're at in that moment. And honestly, this carries over into other people as well, other areas of your life. If you're not a trainer, how can you take something out of this podcast episode? It's meeting people where they are, 
Maybe whenever you go into work, you're already thinking 10 steps ahead and somebody comes up to you and you're meeting them where, where they are. Meeting, they're meeting you where they are or where you are. And I think that it's just so important to remember that everyone is coming to a specific or a, a place from a different space, right? They're coming to a place from a different space. And the more that we understand that and the more that we are we are in the moment with that, the more we will be able to help others around us and realize that everyone's coming to a place in a different space. So maybe that should be something I trademark. I don't know. I like it though. All right. So with that, I know you'll get a lot out of this episode. It's about a 50-ish minute episode. Um, and I will talk to you guys soon. I'm so excited. We have so many other things coming. Just keep waiting. Keep plugging away. Keep being consistent with us. We love that you're here. The support means everything to me and my co-host. So thank you guys so much. Enjoy your week and enjoy Jeff Bramhall. Again. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um, I'm sure you're going to be doing an intro, but yes, Jeff Bramhall is here from Just Breathe Manual Therapy. This is so fucking exciting, just because Jeff, I met how many years ago? I met you at Holy Cross, right? Twenty twenty eighteen, and you have had quite the past in terms of companies you've worked for, building your own business. Do you want to kind of give a brief rundown of who you are, what you do? Sure. Yeah. Um, so my name is Jeff Bramhall. I'm the owner of Just Breathe Manual Therapy. Uh, I'm, I'm lo- my, uh, I live in Lowell, Massachusetts. My office is in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Uh, I work, um, I'm, I'm trained and I'm practicing as a massage therapist. Uh, and I do, I do a pretty unique, uh, I have a pretty unique approach to massage therapy and to, to body work. And um, I, the way that I define it is I take a whole person approach to health, wellness, well-being. And that means combining, combining like these really great hands-on techniques that I, that I've learned and developed over the, that I've developed and, and, you know, spent a lot of time develop, working with over the years um, and combining that with, um, mindfulness mindfulness techniques borrowing and then borrowing from uh borrowing from a ton of different a ton of different schools of thought in the uh in the world of psychology the neuro the neuroscience of trauma things like that um and then integrating those kind of borrow like the way i think about it is borrowing from the extremes of people's uh, people's experience and extrapolating towards the middle um and helping people um feel their best in their own skin um feel and the life that they're really proud to that they're proud to live i love that so that's what oh, i do yeah. now um yeah <laughs> it's, it's dude like what's the point of what's <laughs> what's the point of what's the point of being alive if you're not going to wake up psyched about what you do every day um oh, shit. right um Amen. and the the path to get here was actually i think the path is really interesting when we start thinking when if we think about a bunch of this stuff but um my path to actually starting Just Breathe Manual Therapy most recently came from a couple of years working for RPR, Reflexive Performance Reset, um, which is uh, for those who aren't or are unfamiliar, uh, it is a it's a system of daily self care techniques that help people that that help people become more resilient to injury. 
um, and perform and both physical and mental injury. It's, uh, you know, we always, the, the, the mental stuff was always kind of a Trojan horse that we used. Um, but it's also where most of the magic is because, you know, we, as everyone in the world is here to help your body, but like, you know, but they're trying to help your body independent of your brain. And that simply doesn't work. Um, so, um, I spent a couple of years building that business with, uh, really, really fantastic people building a really amazing community, uh, like being part of building a really amazing community, um, meeting people like Sam, uh, and then, and working with people like JL Holdsworth and, uh, and Cal Deeds and Chris, uh, Chris Corfist and, you know, the team that we had teaching it were really amazing people. Um, and so what was, what was interesting about this though, and kind of the, the thing that's kind of been a little bit under the radar, and I don't know that actually Sam, I've shared this with you in this way, uh, cause it's something that's kind of crystallized more recently is I, I approached that job with RPR being like, well, you know, I was, I, I trained as a massage therapist as a, and I, I, but it was never my, it was never my job. My job was never, was very rarely one-on-one -on -one with people. Um, it was always, that was always something I, I was really passionate about and I did on the side. Um, with, um, and the story I told myself with RPR was that I was, that I didn't need to work with people one-on-one -on -one because working with RPR was a really, was a higher leverage opportunity. So if I'm one, if I'm, if my option uh, is on a Saturday that I can teach an RPR clinic where there are, 20 people that 20, you know, say 20 people come to that clinic, 10 people like, which is about half what we would normally get at a clinic, but like bare minimum, got 20 people in the clinic. Um, in our surveys afterwards, we usually would have like 80% of the people was 80% of the people who attended say that they were using it, but like, screw, screw that. Right. Like say we, it's like, it's like 50% success rate and say each one of those people works with 10 people. Um, so out of the 20 people that came to that clinic, there's a hundred people that are that hundred people that are getting introduced to RPR as a result of it. And I would like, I'd be like, wow, my one day's worth of effort did this and compare that to working with my clients where kind of the max number of clients that I can work with in a day. Like if I'm like burning myself, burning the candle at both ends is five, maybe six. So like, you know, that's a, that's a pretty tough ratio, right? Where when I think about like how much good I'm bringing to how much good I'm helping people bring into their lives. And that story for my like smart guy intellectual brain was really <laughs> freaking compelling. And what it really was, was a story that I was telling myself about um, that, to cover up the fact that I was afraid of the one-on-one, -on -one, like really casting myself full on into that one-on-one -on -one um, that one-on-one -on -one work that I was able to do with people and the risk, the vulnerability, the fear that, uh, the fear of starting a business and failing all of those things. I just kind of shoved those aside and was like high leverage opportunity. This is more important to me. Um, earlier this year, I threaded the pandemic needle and, um, went to Hong Kong and what I realized, and this is, this has been really, this has been something that I've, I've, I've spoken about a lot and I've shared, I think I shared a lot because I think it's something that everyone else runs into that, that not everyone maybe, but like a whole lot of people are dealing with this. When I went to, when I went over to Hong Kong, I left, I, I recognized that I was holding on to these limiting beliefs and I literally left them in the airport in LA on my way, on my way over to the, on, the, on my way over the Pacific and landed in Hong Kong with this openness of saying like, well, okay, 
what could, what's the best thing that could happen? And I dropped into this community of people through, um, through RPR. I was there teaching, but, but I, I, and the people that I was there with were uh, Ryan Karam and uh, his team and uh, his team at uh, Precision Fitness in, in Hong Kong and the community that they built of like-minded practitioners and, amaz- and these amazing group, this just amazing group of people. And I, I like dropped into it and was immediately accepted as part of it. And I'm like, holy shit, I can live like this. Shit. And, um, and so that was, that became, that became really what I, that, like, I came back from, I came back from China and was like, well, I got to do this. Fucking doing this thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you, you know, it's like, it's that thing of like, you know, it's, you know, like it's, it's literally a tale as old as time. It's like one of the first stories that we ever tell, but it's the, it's the whole idea of like, once you see something, you can't unsee it. And I saw this future that I could, that I could, that I could kind of manifest for myself. And I was like, well, now that I've seen that, everything else that I do is a compromise. I love that though, because I feel like for so many of us, like Sam and I have talked about this too, like the limiting beliefs and like what we believe and like the story we tell ourselves is often the only thing we believe. And then you think that your whole life has to be played out by that limiting belief. And like, for me, like I one time, like had an opportunity in California to leave my comfort of Rhode Island and go to California and be a trainer in California. And I literally like left with three suitcases, flew across the country and just like let myself do it because I was like, it ended up not being exactly what my plan was supposed to be. But I will tell you what I learned about myself in that mo in that time being there is, is something that I would have never learned about myself if I never tried. And I never had that time with myself to experience the feelings that I felt and the belief system that I, I kind of believed that I needed approval from other people to be a really good trainer. And I feel like I went out there with wanting to be, um, with wanting to be approved or wanting to be like the check mark, like, yep, you're a good trainer, even though I had been owning my own business for years and, and doing all of this blogging and entrepreneurship since college. And so going out there, I was like, oh my God, I've been telling myself that I need this approval, but I've already had it inside of me the whole time. And unless I wouldn't have done that, I don't think I ever would have honestly, I might've, but I don't think I would have got to that deep of a level with myself as far as like, you are believing a a story that's not true that you've put on yourself. You know what I mean? And I think what you said, it's like, we've all had moments like that, that lead us into what we're, I think, meant to be doing. Well, one of the things that really, I mean, me and Jeff connect with, uh, first and foremost, Jeff is probably, if not the reason I am pursuing the things that I'm pursuing in my life of helping people and learning more about how to help people in in different levels and kind of utilizing the skill set that I have acquired throughout the years to better help people wherever they are, right? So So one of the things that actually you and JL have both said is you have to meet that person where they are. And that piece of knowledge, that piece of information that you bestowed upon me has just shifted my entire ability to coach or articulate things to people or to have that that game plan of helping somebody reach a goal that they have for themselves. It's not like the cheerleader that just is like pushing somebody up the mountain, right? Like it, you have to meet somebody and walk with them along that path to educate them, to help them 
feel better, move better, whatever they want to do. But you need to see who that person is, where that person is in that journey. And I honestly, like Jeff was the person that has kind of bestowed that sort of thinking into my own personal coaching uh, practice, as well as uh, my overall just thoughts on in dealing with people. Like, so I first off have to thank Jeff for that, because if I didn't meet Jeff years ago, I think I would still be trying to be just clanging and banging in a gym, <laughs> right? Like a total fucking meathead, like and just not really being the best version of myself that I feel like I can be for other people, for the world around me. So Jeff, honestly, thank you for everything that you've, you've done and taught me. And as we continue on with this friendship that we have, it's so fucking cool to see you progress through these shades and changes of your life in how you help people and how you see your position in the world change as time goes on. And that, that's, it's very interesting that you mentioned that, how that idea of being that practitioner kind of crystallized in your head. Because one thing I was listening to the other day that I thought was, it, it matches this perfectly is a lot of people are afraid to take that dive and double down on themselves because they're afraid of the stories they've heard, afraid of not being enough. And one of those things that you've taught me in the past is to really understand that that doesn't necessarily matter, right? Like the, the enough thing is just a thought. It's like we, we need to help that person in front of us right now. Can we do that? Yes or no? Right? So, yeah, no, man. Je Jeff has honestly been totally life-changing. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that's, that's pretty, that's, that's, uh, it's, it feels, it feels really wonderful to hear that. Um, there's two things that, that really jump out. Um, you know, first is, uh, Casey, there's one word that you, one phrase that you used about your trip to your, your, your kind of your venture out to California that, mm -hmm. that is really important. And, and that's something that I've, I, I key on a lot with in my practice. It's, you said, you said that, you let yourself make that trip. You let yourself make take that risk, and I think there's a there's a lot about um, how I think there's there's a lot in how we imply permission in our own lives, and you know, and and that evolution that you had of like you gave yourself permission to try something, and did it work out? Not the way you wanted to. Did it work out? Did it work out? like, are you still alive? Yes. Right. Like it, it's like the worst case scenario, the worst case scenario that are the, the worst case scenario story that we tell ourselves is oftentimes not even remotely possible. Right. Like, you know, you know, like the odds of you, like, and slowing down, this is something that like, this is like cognitive behavioral therapy, right. Of just like, okay, like you kind of rationalize, like there's, there's some level of rationalizing and kind of reasoning your way through it of like, Oh, what is this fear? Oh, what, like, you know, if I go, if I start, so for me earlier this year, like in a pandemic, I started a massage therapy business, you know, cause that's what you do. Um, like what's the, like, what's the worst thing that could happen is that maybe like I get like, I become homeless, my wife and I get divorced and we're just, and, and, and I don't, and, and I have nothing like, okay, that's a pretty crappy situation. What are the odds of that happening? They're pretty slim, slim. So how do, so what's the more like, what's a more likely situation is that like, maybe it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, 
what what do I do if what do I do if it doesn't work? And, and just like taking this big scary thing and then breaking it down into like you know what's actually what are actually the component parts of it, and how likely are each of those components like what how likely is that bad is is that worst case scenario to happen? And you start to realize that there's a whole shitload of ways that something can fail, but there's very very few ways that it can fail as badly as we as badly as we think it's going to fail, and. We also only need one way, one of those millions of ways to happen for, we only, we like conversely, there's a million reasons that it's going to fail, but you only need one that it's going to succeed. And like, and so finding that and, and like, and finding that, that one way and finding what the odds are of it. it's like, oh, well, all of a sudden daring ain't so daring. And when it doesn't feel so daring, it becomes a hell of a lot easier to do. Um, and and kind of and one of the things Sam that you had said of uh, meeting people where they are is that's I mean that's uh, that that's something that we we have to learn that we we all have to learn that one way or another right we can't just you can't just hammer you you can't just hammer at everything and you know one of the ways that you can actually help people to expose where they are is through being vulnerable is through showing where your weaknesses are. Because when you, because you know, one of the things that we like, obviously, like giving yourself permission is one thing, but we sometimes need to, we need someone external to us to remind us that we can give ourselves permission. And we act, we as coaches, as practitioners, we act as a proxy to someone giving themselves permission. So by giving, by, by when someone comes, when someone comes in and they, you know, and they're, you know, and they, they come in with back pain, you know. Part of it is give it part of it. Part of the the whole process is, and this is all stuff that's going to happen implicitly, or maybe it is, maybe it's not. Is giving them permission to not like if they're holding on to tension. It's give it's you giving them information that allows them to give themselves permission to let go. And that's something that we do physically. That's something that we do mentally and emotionally. And you know, and 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 that's ultimately like that's, you know, it's it's the, the more we hold on to the more we the more we're like grasping and holding on to the more fragile our the more fragile our identities become i love that because i have like a hundred percent situation with sam in this moment <laughs> like and we've talked about this before on the podcast but it's so to really like pinpoint um for you is that so i for years i think i've had like some struggles with like just like little tweaks here and there that I kind of just like put off to the side or I was like, Oh, like I don't have time right now to focus on that. Like, we'll just kind of go to my chiropractor appointments and like do the normal, like, yeah, like I feel tight here, tight here, but like never really like hit deep into like what's going on. And I think I honestly was like a little afraid to like, because I also to touch on the first point you said was I've had anxiety since I was a little kid. So for me, it's really easy to think of a lot of things as the worst case scenario of what's going to happen, because that's something that I just have learned to work through for so many years. Um, and so when I, I let myself kind of get to the, oh, well, like worst case scenario, like this is where I'm going and I'm not going to be able to be a trainer anymore and I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. And I'm not, I had myself so in this space, right? And it was right when the pandemic started and it was right when we all shut down and it, all these things were out of my control. And I just started thinking, I started feeling all of these symptoms and feeling all of this, um, almost putting other people's symptoms on myself. And then 
realizing that I was basically hitting my rock bottom because I had put it off for so long that I was like, oh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And then I thank God, like Sam and I became closer than ever at that, at that time, because I knew something was going on. And I was like, Hey, you're pretty smart and all of this stuff. Like you think you can help me. And in one of our earlier episodes, we talk about how he thought I was coming to him because I watched one of his webinars. <laughs> he thought I was coming to him to like, critique his webinar that I watched. And I was coming to him because I literally was like, I'm in a horrible place and I yeah. need help and please help me. And so now, you know, BFFs, now we have a podcast and everything, but he, I remember coming in to see him for the first time after I had decided and, and went back to therapy and w- found a chiropractor and other forms of different things that were truly helping my actual symptoms instead of just me going in and kind of not telling them like what was going on. And then I come into Sam and I'm expecting like this whole, I don't even know, like typical scenario when you go to someone (laughs) and you say my back's bothering me or I'm feeling this like tingling in my leg and I, and then this leg and I had all these different symptoms going on. I thought he was going to put me through like a normal quote unquote, like let's get the foam roller out. Let's do this, like whatever. And we start and he's like, so I'm just going to have you like lay on your stomach and we're just going to breathe. And I just want you to like, tell me kind of like what's going on. And we, I stayed in that spot breathing and decompressing for an hour. I didn't do anything else. And I just, I left and I was like, how am I feeling better? Like we literally didn't do what I thought we were going to, because on my own, I was doing these, I was researching different things for like sciatica. And I was doing all these like uh, little lacrosse ball situations, like all over my body, like on my own. And, and I pride myself in being a good trainer and like understanding different things, but I was following people that I thought were very reputable in what they were doing. But I realized I was just, what do you call like throwing shit at the wall and shit at the wall. I I couldn't remember if it was shit to the fan or shit at the wall, (laughs) but that's kind of where I was going with it. Like I was just trying all these different things on my own to try to feel better. And I was, and I'm the kind of person and Sam knows this, like I've been an athlete my whole life. So if, if someone tells me to do something, I do it and I will do it a hundred percent and I will be consistent with it. And that's how I've been for so long. So I was making my own plans and like doing my own thing and being super consistent, but it really wasn't helping me individually. So I go to Sam and he's like, I'm just going to need you to like lay here and decompress and I'm going to lay on your stomach and we're going to, and I got up and I was like, what the heck? Like, this is not what I expected at all. But I will say, and I want to touch on that, but I will say that the second part that you said was meeting people where they're at, but also like Sam, every other place I've been to, or maybe like person I've seen, they never, I never got that, 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 um, uh, like positive encouragement as far as like, you're going to be okay. Like I came in and I was like, I'm broken and my life's over and I'm not going to be able to be a trainer. And I was so in the most negative mindset that I've been since I was 10 years old when it came to my anxiety. And I'm like, I'm 31. Like, how am I dealing with this so bad right now? And Sam was like, dude, like, we're going to be good. Like we got this, like you got this, like you're going to, and that was the first time someone that I've worked with has been like, you got this, like, you're going to get better. Like, like in that, and I know it's such a simple thing, but that 
is that completely changed my outlook on I'm broken and I'm just going to do these exercises to feel okay, or I'm going to freaking get over this. Like this doesn't have to be what I feel like the rest of my life. Cause that is where my mental space was. Like my mental space was you're this the rest of your life. It's never going to go away. And Sam's like, we got this. And I was like, I needed that so badly. And that, and it was just the, the craziest I never expected that to go that way. I thought no, we were going to do all yeah. this other stuff because I've seen Sam work out and I've seen what he does. And I'm like, okay, he's going to have me do all this stuff. And then we breathe and we talk about how I'm going to get over it and I'm going to get stronger and X, Y, Z. And he put me so at ease that I can't even tell you how thankful I am for that. But also for me in working with my own clients, like I'm a positive poly. Like I, I, I'm always like, you got this, you got this. But that even helped me be like, wow, like really just give reinstilling that into your clients. Like, Oh, we got this. I mean, you can't be like, you can't be a skinny chef. Uh, it's like, (laughs) um, and, and and that's something that Sam does really, really well. And it's actually one of the places that you have a skinny chef. Well, no, no, no. The, 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 um, the, 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 the mindset part, right? Like the, like, so, so here's here, like, here's my gripe with the, with, um, with the medical system and with the, and with the world of training and, uh, pretty much all of our peers, <laughs> they take a deficits based view of their clients. As opposed, and so when someone comes to them, like when a when a someone when come, when someone comes in, when one of your clients comes in, they come in, they want they want to lose weight, and as soon as you start saying like, as soon as you start positively focusing on that weight loss that weight loss objective that they have, as soon as you as soon as your focus is on there uh, is on that, you are agree you are implicitly agreeing with them that they are not good as good enough as they are, and that that's that negative cycle that negative feedback loop is really freaking hard to overcome um we see that with we see that with massage therapists right like we like i I see that with my peers um although honestly I, i see it less with massage therapists because we are in a very unique spot but but massage therapists like they'll come in like oh you've got this knot and then all of us, and like, there's this knot back here. There's this, there's this thing that's super tight right here. And they'll tell you about these things that are wrong about you. And they will talk to, talk about them as though they are things about you that are wrong. And you, because you have paid them, because they have expertise in bodies, you then hear that and you're like, wow, I am, I am wrong. And all of the, and we build up that negative feedback loop where there's a very subtle, and, and, you know, obviously like when, when you go to a chiropractor, you're going because there's something wrong. You go to a PT, you're going because there was something wrong, and then it is no, and it's and it's it's it is no longer structurally wrong, but it's still in it's still not right. So everything is built around you having a deficit, and then the, and you are hiring them to bring you out of a deficit, and they are agreeing with you that you have a deficit, and that you should hire them to bring them to bring you out of that deficit. And that's a fra- like if you like that is a fragile that is a fragile space. Um, the approach that I take is, 
and, and I, I see this approach in a lot of, uh, I've, I borrowed this approach from mental health, from uh, mental health practitioners where it's, it's a resource-based, uh, a resource-based approach. What not, I don't care about what's wrong. I care. I like, I'm in, I like, I understand that there are things that are wrong, which there are things that are not going the way that you want them to go. There are things that are wrong. I'll say wrong in that pace. And that's in that case that you came to me because you want them to be, you want them to not be wrong anymore. Cool. Circumstances can be wrong. You are not wrong. Your pain, back pain, is a circumstance that you that you are that you're living with, and you have innately resources to to address that to address that circumstance. And so you have resources, right? Like despite that, despite the circumstance of your back pain, you're still doing X, Y, Z, right? Like, and it even is as simple, it can be as simple as like, Hey, like, yeah, you, you like someone comes in, they get on my table. And they're like, Oh man, I am just broken. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Looks like you put on pants and you got over here. There's some stairs coming up and you drove your car over here. You, you walked up the stairs to my office. Like, doing pretty okay dude like like you like like kind of shifting that focus to like not what you don't have but what you do have and then when you can focus on what you do have that things start to slow down because when you're focused on the absences like then everything then everything kind of falls apart um i'm gonna throw a weird metaphor in here uh or uh but why not because that's is true to you chats you be true to you that's what we do <laughs> so of uh, dirty jobs um the micro the show with micro and he was he was doing uh he was at a uh at a cranberry bog and he was with the people that were picking the bad cranberries out of the batch and so like it's on a conveyor it's the the cranberry the cranberries are on a conveyor belt and the only job is to pick out the bad cranberries, like the ones that are like fermented or like popped or whatever. And, and so, and like, and, you know, I think, and this metaphor is going to break, but I don't care. Um, but, but looking, but when he's, when they're looking at it, they're not focused on, they're not focusing on the, on the bad cranberries. They're not focusing on any of the cranberries. They're looking for they're looking for information that says this one this one should get taken out. They're not, but they're not focused on any uh, focused on the problem. They're focused on the all. They're focused on the thousands of cranberries that they see every hour, and that's not and like and the and it's not on any individual broken any individual bad bad piece of fruit. Um, that's kind of how I think about the way that we, the way that we work, it's like, yeah, you have all of this stuff going on. Yeah. And the pain that you're experiencing in your back. Yeah. It's really loud, but it's not, it's not who you are. And it's a, it's a circumstance that you're living under. So one of the, one of the, and one of the first questions that I always ask people when they come into my, when they come into my clinic, if they're coming in because of pain, especially if they're coming in because of chronic pain is I want to know who they are when they don't have like, who, like, if your back if your back pain goes away, who like who are you? Who tell me about your life tomorrow if you wake up and your back doesn't hurt? And that's a really scary thing for people. Um, I, I mean, I've I, I use that as almost a disqualifying question because if you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you can be, if you don't have a real vision, then like we're gonna do a bunch of work. You're gonna feel better for a couple of days, and then you're gonna go back to feeling crappy. 
Like, and that's no good. That's not good for me. That's not good for you. Like no one's, no one's happy there. But at the same time, like, you know, maybe if we get at the end of the, by the end of the session, if you have a little bit of space, then maybe it's like, so what are you going to do now that your back doesn't hurt? And like asking and getting them to start actually integrating in the, integrating those things in. Um, last thing, cause I know I've just talked straight for a bunch of times, uh, a bunch of time, but like, <laughs> I you love know, everything I you're saying. <laughs> The, the way that you just, uh, like, the, like Casey, the way that you talked about, like, your approach to not having your back in pain, it's like, you know, this is, like, the role that Sam filled for, for you on, on some hand, on, on probably a pretty pretty serious level is, like, you're really, really good at a gas pedal. Like, you're really good. Your right foot's real good. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> who just said this to you a lot <laughs> anyway continue continue yes i don't i like we're not going to be driving uh we're not going to be i'm, I'm not going to extend a metaphor to include a to include a uh to include a clutch sam help <laughs> you find a brake pedal like we just yeah. don't know like and our society like society especially like society as a whole is very like we're very gas pedal centric here and like especially in the northeast and like and in major cities and then, and then also like the, the, like, if you're a trainer, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're, if you're like, if you're, if you are running a podcast that is like where you, where part of your, part of you keeping a, a roof over your head is like, is listenership and listenership and ad revenue, then you gotta, then you have no incentive to have a brake pedal, like a no, you have no short-term incentive to have a brake pedal unless you can realize how important finding the brakes are in order to make the gas work better, right? Like using a gas pedal through a corner is using a gas pedal as, a, as you approach a corner is probably not the right idea, but, but like touching the brake is going to be helpful because then you can use the gas in the corner. Brake first. I love that. I love that. <laughs> wow. I love that. Yeah. Sam became my brake pedal. Well, I mean, it, Casey is this this relationship is is a total back and forth because Casey is somebody that just like you Jeff can bring the best parts of me out when I am not feeling my best right me and Jeff talked on the phone the other day and I told him I was like holy shit like why the fuck don't we do this more because I just feel better like it just feel better right Jeff, you're the same way. Casey, when I'm in Casey's presence, I not only feel better, but I am better at the things I'm doing. I don't know if it's a, it's an energy thing. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's, it, it's so important for her to realize how great she is regardless. Like, if her back still hurt, she's still fucking great, right? Like, and that was really one of the things that, like we connected on originally was it, it was very difficult for her to kind of slow down and realize like, yeah, we know we'll get through this, but like, let's just, let's breathe. <laughs> let's just breathe let's a little do bit. Like a million bird dogs and go back to a place where I thought I was like, okay, well I'm like, I feel like I can do more than a bird dog, but then the bird dogs were really it, hard. It wasn't even about, <laughs> but it wasn't even about the exercises. It no. was the fact that she was in a position being forced to breathe and slow down. It yeah. could have been, it could have been drawing tic-tac-toe boards. You know what I mean? Like there, it was, it was like that wax on wax off moment, right? Where he realized he was painting fences, but then he was like, oh shit, I know this, right? Mm -hmm. 
but it's that same idea of just kind of slowing down and being aware of your body, your breath, your just entire circumstances and not being forced to like Jeff was saying, like just be hammering that gas pedal all the time. And so there's, so there's something that like, I want to have you guys do something. Um, and then I'll kind of describe how the listener can do something similar to it. Um, yeah. So Sam, like, so I'm going to, I'm going to make you guys get up. Cause I want you to do, I want you to do it. But Sam, you remember when we did like the general nervous system response test, just like the straight arm yeah. test, like yep. test the baseline. Um, so I want you to, I want you guys to get up and do this. Uh, I want you to get up okay. and I want you to do like, just test a test, a general nervous system doing like run Casey through a nervous, like a general, like do the straight arm test. So arm out straight to the side. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to do, I'm going to press down. All I want you to do is resist. Ready? Don't let me do it. Ready? Three, two, one. Pretty good. Right. That's where you are. All right. So now Casey, like I want you to um, just kind of shake it off and I want you to think, I want you to think about something that inspires you. Like something that makes you be like, Oh shit, that's, that's it. That's it. I want you to find one I'm of those. Do, right do you, here. can you come up okay. with something that makes, can you come up with that like inspirational thing for you? Yes. You got it? Yes. Cool. All right. So I want you to take a second and I want you to visualize it. Like close your eyes, visualize that, 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 that inspiration. Cool. Awesome. Do it again. Do the test. That was, yeah, that was better. <laughs> stay stay standing let's let's see yeah. something else you think something think about something that really like that really that 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 really drags you like think of think of like an like an energy suck you got it cool one more time two there it goes cool um, I saw how uncomfortable you had, like, you got with that, like the, what you were doing with your right hand of just like, like yeah. grabbing at your leg, like that, uh, that sucked. Also her so, face, her entire facial expression changed as well. Oh yeah. I course. couldn't even hold my arm up if I tried on the last one. Oh, there we go. He froze. He came back. I said, I couldn't on that last one. I couldn't even, I tried really hard to hold my arm up and it was like nothing. Exactly. So, and you can bring yourself back there, like a couple of breaths right now, and you'll be like right back to where you started. Um, the listener at home, you do the same thing with like a, with um, just like bend over and touch your toes, just kind of neutral. Think about something that really inspires you and something that's really resonant for you and do the same thing. Check in, check in, see if the, there's a range of motion change there. And then think about, and then think about something that sucks wicked bad, something that really drags you down. I, I always go back to like energy vampires, like the, you know, those folks, um, I, I go to it like a, I, I'm like picture like a re, an energy vampire and then in your life that you're present with and then test it again. Um, those are like you know, the, the whole, when we are inspired and this goes to what you were talking about before, Sam, of like when we are, when we can be inspired we get to be our best selves. So when you and I talk to each other, like the journey that you're on, the work that you're putting in, I find that inspirational and I find it, and I, and it's not, and it's not inspirational in a way that it's like, 
it's not inspirational in a in a kind of a like a disembodied way it's a very real inspiration and when i and so like of course when i get off when i'm on the phone with you i'm like oh man i feel really good and obviously that makes a that makes positive change when you're around casey like you say casey is somebody that 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 you that brings inspiration so when of course when you're around someone that brings inspiration you get to do your best you get to show up in the best way that you can and obviously it helps that you're somebody who's sensitive to this kind of stuff and you know and like you know that like kind of emotional like ebbs and flows that we all that we all run through the intensity of that like you've got some intensity in that in those ebbs and flows so you're going to be more you're going to have you're you're going to be more impacted by being around inspirational people and that's amazing because if you recognize that then you can start to cultivate uh cultivate people around you and cultivate practices that in, that include being around people that inspire you being around being in physical environments that inspire you those are all things that you can now cultivate and it's now gone from a crapshoot of like why do i feel like shit or why do i feel amazing and like each of those is like one of those feels shitty one of those feels awesome but there but either one of them feels totally random but that's now something now you can put your finger on the scale you can you can add that you can add you can make the choice to be like oh I'm around inspirational people. I'm going to feel all right. All right. Like it's not a, it's not going to work a hundred times out of a hundred, but sure as hell is going to work more than 50. Wow. Just, I fucking love this. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, no. Yeah. It's, good. <laughs> it's just yeah. amazing how this actually carries into, you know, fitness and your, how your body moves and feels. And I think that so many people come to us with the intention first of wanting to look a different way or lose body fat. Most of our, our adult clients, right? Like we also train a lot of athletes that just want to get better and stronger and faster. But most of that general population that we train is coming in for that reason. And then when they realize that they're working with someone like Sam or I that has had the personal experiences of, you know, just being in tune with people on a different level, like being very much an empath I am. And that's something I've learned a lot about myself this year and a, a lot of clear answers into why I felt certain ways for so many years when I was younger. Like I, I've been really coming into my own with that, but it's like, we are coming at a different place than just, okay, we're going to kick your ass so that you burn a bunch of calories and then you're out the door. Like there's so, all my clients will probably tell you that there's so much more to the workouts or to the session than just burning a bunch of calories and walking out the door. It's so much more than that. And then they realize it as they get deeper into their fitness journey of the mind body connection of what needs to come first is always the mind. And that's something that I've always known for so long, but it's really hard unless people have an experience on their own. And then the light bulb goes off and they're like, Oh wow. Like, this has mentally helped me even more than just physically. And it's really simple stuff like breathing. Yeah. And actually I'm laughing that I just called it simple because actually that's harder for me <laughs> than it is to bust out a killer workout. Yep. I could freaking and Sam knows like I want to run through a wall. I want to deadlift. I want to do all these things I, I used to do, but was I ever doing them properly 
you know, I could have been more efficient and more effective with, with my, with my, uh, body mechanics with them, but I would have never got back to this place of being able to do things like that. If I didn't just slow down and breathe for months, like for months and reset my go, go, go body. Yep. Yeah. I would challenge that you have to, the, the notion that you have to address the mind before the body. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge that one because like, because going back to where we started, it's meeting people where they are, right? right. Like people don't go to, like, I think CrossFit's the perfect example of this. People didn't, people didn't like CrossFit didn't have the boom that it had because it was a better way of like lifting weights. CrossFit had the boom that it had because of the community. 100%. At the same time, the the reason that most people joined Cross, like the 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 reason that CrossFit became the community it was, was because people were going to get in shape. They were going to like they were going to do to like be active. And then what they realize, what they realize over time is that is that like is that they forge these they forge relationships with themselves and with other people through doing hard things. They, they, through doing hard things, they change their relationship to their self. They change their relationship to other people. They develop these, these tight bonds. It's why like, it's, it's why CrossFit gyms were like, uh, CrossFit gyms are like this haven for like people having like people having extramarital affairs and stuff, because like they're all doing like, cause everyone's doing like uh, doing a hard thing together. And then all of a sudden makes everyone else look really attractive. Um, but it's like, but, but it's like, but, but people didn't like, you know, when, when people came to the, the gym that I coached at, like 99% of the time they weren't coming because they were depressed. They were coming because they felt like they were fat. And mm-hmm. like, and so we, and so the way that we approach it is like, yeah, we're going to like, we're going to get you working out. We're going to get you regularly being around other people. And as a result, like you're going to start being, you're, you're going to start losing weight and you're also going to start being happier with your life. So like you meet someone where they're at. If someone comes in, if someone came in, they're like, you know, I'm really miserable. And this seems like a way to get me around people. Like, awesome, cool. We're going to get you around people. That's going to start. We're going to start with the, we're going to start in the six inches. You get someone that comes in they're like, they're, and they're like, they're like, yeah, I just like, I just really like, I like working out and like, I want to wear, and I like, I just need someone to help me work out better. Like, cool. We'll start with six feet. Right. And like every way, and like every path is, every path is going to be fine, is going to be great. It's going to be every, every person's path is going to be perfect for that person because that's what makes that person who they are. So like, yeah, like for you, your brain is where like, you've spent so much time. My friend Martin puts it this way. He's like, it's like most of us spend so like we we know that they're like their mind and our body are connected and we have this like six lane highway that runs from our brain to our body but then we have like a cycle path that goes from our brain from our body back to our brain and like and and that's like that need to slow down like you slow like you you have the same amount of space but the two of them are like you know you have a six lane highway plus a cycle path worth of worth of bandwidth maybe we can just start to reallocate those reallocate those resources a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah i love that wow (laughs) wow so we're gonna wrap this episode up um jeff we're gonna do another one because that was fucking sweet uh yeah. That was amazing. That was awesome, man. I could listen to you. I felt like I was actually like not even hosting a podcast. I was just like learning. <laughs> like I was just like sitting here. I would like put the microphone down and forget. Like I was just like 
listening and learning. Jeff and pulls that shit all the time. I'm like calling him about something and all of a sudden I'm just like listening quietly with my yes. legs crossed on the floor. Right. Yes. <laughs> but I think it's so important for for us too, like, it, you know, the people that listen to this podcast are a lot of people that are like our clients and our friends and people that we want to help. Right. And this, if this is helping us, right. Like in this situation, then it's obviously going to help them too. And I just want to like, it's just bringing in different aspects of ourself and in different ways we can be a better version of ourselves and feel better and not and coming back to the whole point in the beginning of like not listening to the narrative that we can believe of ourselves and the story that we write. And we've talked about that from day one, especially with myself or with anyone else and a lot of clients coming to us. It's they believe a certain thing. They failed so many times that they believe that they're going to fail again. And why, you know, I'm just going to get to this point and fail again because I've failed before. And that's a story that they believe. And so it's, we see this all the time. So it's just so nice to, to just go over this again and, and learn more and, and listen to you. And yeah, I could listen to you for a very long time. And I want, I can't wait for my clients to send this episode out to everyone and be like, so I need you to listen to this and, you know, and really take in, uh, what you were saying. It's, it's just an awesome reminder of, of where, of where we can be, we can be more help. And, and the more we learn, the more we help others. So, so Jeff, any, uh, where can people reach you? So, uh, easiest place to find me is at justbreedmanualtherapy.com. Uh, it's my website. I have a, there's a newsletter sign up there. I'm going to be doing some new classes, start, uh, some online, online classes starting in January. Uh, I'm going to awesome. be pumping that stuff out through the newsletter, uh, and through my email list. So get on the list there. Uh, I do most of my, most of the content stuff that I make. I try to post something every day or so, um, on Instagram and, uh, and that is at just breathe manual therapy. Love it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I, I really, yeah, we need to have you back on again if you want to hang out with us again and to go a little bit deeper into these things we talked about. I just want to pick your brain more because you're just, you're like Sam. I just feel like everyone's a genius around me. I'm like, you're oh, a genius. Geez. You're a genius. Everyone's a genius. <laughs> you're fucking a genius too. God damn. Me, right? Like if we can, if we can learn from everybody that we put ourselves around, then we're doing pretty friggin' well. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was telling Jeff, like, and it's funny, and it just kind of started this year, and I'm just going to shut the fuck up after this, but my circles are getting shorter and are smaller and smaller, and everybody in my circles knows everybody else, and I'm like, oh, I'm going the right way. Like, I'm definitely going the right way. Exactly. Like, it's, it, you know, it's, it's like, you, it's, you know, you're just reducing, you're just reducing a sauce, man. It's just yeah. like, yeah, you con- yep. you're, you're, you're concentrating the flavors. <laughs> oh, I love that. So good, right? I love that. So good. Yeah. And as I get older and and in these industries, it's like as I get older and and I've always been such a connector, like I've been blogging for 10 years, meeting other bloggers, meeting other people in this industry. And like the more people that I've put myself around and it's true, like that circle becomes simmered down and you have the people that you can talk to and bounce things off of with no judgment. And that's a beautiful place to be. Me and Jeff have the same nutrition coach. We didn't even know that. Awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just like, oh, we, I was like, oh, you know, Ben? He's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I work with Ben. I'm like, oh, fuck, I work with Ben. <laughs> like, it was, <laughs> that was, that was awesome. Sending him, because that was like when we were in, that was when he was in my, that was when Sam was in my office. So we got to actually yeah. like take a selfie and send it to our, our mutual nutrition coach. 
That's amazing. That's the thing. That's it's awesome. like your energies align in very similar patterns and, and you end up in, in similar places and that's people you want to align yourself with. Awesome. Well, awesome. thank you so much, Jeff. This has been awesome. We're going to do this again. Part one with Jeff. Part, Part two coming soon. Coming soon. All righty. <laughs> see you guys. Bye.